Jordan Poole should just retire. I know. 2 of 10 in this game. Just blew a layup. The Warriors are down 12. They're going to lose this series. Thank I'm God done. that uh, I bet his under. That's probably like that was smart. That was smart. Yeah. Yeah. Was Wiggins. It 16 and a half? It was uh, 16 and a half points. He's averaging 14 in the series, and his minutes are being cut down, man. So if they're going to keep dealing us those numbers, I'm going to continue to take those. I'm, if, I'm with you. That might if, be. If their season continues. I mean, they yeah, may only have point. one more game left. Yeah. They're not. They're not going to win two games in Sacramento. That's the problem. I, I just I, I can't have confidence in them at this point. They just look so pathetic in this game right now. This is a closeout game for the Warriors. And after these last three games where they've looked like the defending champions again, they now look like a, a, this scared little, I don't know what I'm doing in the spotlight. Uh, this is a horrible performance from the Warriors. Yeah. They're shooting like 30% from three. Now they've gone up to 34%. Congratulations. 38% from the field. It's been horrible. And the number didn't really make a whole lot of sense. I mean, it just looked like the Kings were DOA, but they were seven and a half point dogs in this game. And they're up 12 with 9.45 to go in the fourth quarter. And they, they gave up 35 points in the second to the Kings. Kings just couldn't miss. And now they're down 13. They're not coming back from this. Steph can't shoot. Steph's shooting horribly in this game. I mean, everybody is. Steph's four of nine from three. Yeah. Seven of fifteen. Well, seven of fifteen is not horrible. He's at least caught up a little bit here. But like, they just keep turning the ball over. So we're going seven. They've got fifteen turnovers in this game now. So Sacramento's got sixteen, and they've still been able to capitalize off of that. Man, Andrew Wiggins still no assists in this game. All right, Austin Reeves, you're our last <laughs> hope, buddy. Over four and a half dimes tonight. Kevon Looney also just one assist. I know. I mean, no, he's just the, pro- the dude. Yeah. Everything that he's been doing. Like, again, the last three games, you see the Warriors with the formula, the lineup, the rotation. They figured everything out. There you go, Steph. Hey. Take it. Long way to go, though. We need Long overtime. Well, overtime kills the under. That's true. So we'll it, it will. <laughs> there's there's we'll certain see. sacrifices that might have to be made for this. Uh, so I have some odds for you. Will Mike Budenholzer be the coach of the Milwaukee Bucks at the start of the 2023-2024 regular season? Yes, plus 110. No, minus 150. The odds are given a 60% chance of not returning. I would bet yes, plus 110. Here's why. Okay. All right. I don't think the Bucks are going to can him because they won a title a couple years ago. I think he should be fired. I hate saying that. I don't root for people to lose their job. But, like, the one championship, we've talked about this. They had a lot of luck, that championship run. run. They beat the Nets without mm-hmm. Kyrie. He got hurt in that series, and he was cooking the first two games of that series before he got hurt. Uh, they beat the Atlanta Hawks in the Eastern Conference Finals, which I think says a lot. And that was without Trey Young, to those final two games. And then they beat the Suns with an injured Chris Paul. So, uh, I'm not calling it a fluke championship, but they had a lot of luck. The other years where they had 50, 60 win teams. Yeah. Year one with Bud, they get bounced in Toronto by Toronto in the Eastern Conference Finals. They had a 2 0 series lead, and Bud just didn't make the right adjustments. He kept rolling Nico Miritich out there. He literally shot him out of the series. Eric Bledsoe wasn't very good, and he continued to play him. Just not a great coaching performance. Then this year, uh, you lose as the number one overall seed to a play in team in the Miami Heat, and like, look at how you do it, too, man. I mean, you had two timeouts that you finished the season with that you didn't call. In regulation, with six tenths on the clock, catch-and-shoot situation, they don't call a timeout. And then in overtime, the same thing. 
I think the reason that he goes back, though, or they bring him back is because you have the built-in excuse that Giannis was hurt for two of those games against Miami. They weren't fully healthy. And it looks like he's going through a lot off the court. Darvin Ham was talking to the media at his press conference and said Bud just actually lost his brother, which is terrible. Probably going through a lot, obviously, off the court. So maybe there's that for him. I don't root for people to lose their job, but, I mean, Nick Nurse is there, man. You know I would, what I mean? Nick Nurse is going to cause a coach to be fired that wasn't going to be fired. And if it's not, but it's somebody else. And these good coaches in the playoffs have coached circles around Bud. Nick Nurse did it a couple of years ago in the Eastern Conference Finals. Spolstra has done it before in the bubble. Like, let's also not forget mm-hmm. the bubble thing. They were the best team in the league that year, too. Yep, they were. And they laid a big egg in the bubble. Like, they forfeited a game. They just... It might be time for Bud, unfortunately, to go and for them to bring in somebody like Nick Nurse. Or you could run it back and you could risk losing Giannis because I know he just signed the Supermax, but that was a couple years ago. Middleton's going to pick up his option because you owe him a bunch of money. I like Drew Holiday, but he's probably a three on, on a championship team. He's a great defender, but I think that kind of takes away from his energy on the offensive end or vice versa. And... uh I don't know what else you'll be able to do, like, in free agency. You know what I mean? Like, Brooke Lopez, I guess you bring back. But I don't know if they're going to be able to add a whole lot, man. So I would move on from Bud. And maybe even move on from Middleton and Drew if you could. Try to bring in, like, the problem with the Bucks, they need a closer. Giannis is great. He might be the best player in the league. But he's a power forward. He's a center, man. He's a seven-footer. Like, watching the end of that game, your seven-footer settling for mid-range jumpers down two with three minutes on the clock. You're not going to win championships like that. And then the worst part about it was he was scared. They tie that game when Giannis had the ball in his hands with like five seconds on the clock. He goes to the rim. He gets fouled. He gets that call. But he was scared to shoot free throws because he had missed 13. It was Ben Simmons. You know what I mean? He had had, Ben Simmons He was in his own head. So he passes the ball off to Middleton, who's not the best ball handler. He can't create anything. And you finish the season... You're the best team in the league. You finish the season, and Grayson Allen has the ball in his hands. That's coaching, man. With, you had a timeout. N- not <laughs> even getting a shot off with a timeout. Like, call the timeout there, bud. You're the head coach. Unbelievable. And here's the other thing, man. So then after the game, Giannis's press conference, the part that we don't tweet out 100 times, Eric Name had a really good question, who covers the Bucks for the Athletic, and he's like, did you ask to cover Jimmy Butler, to guard Jimmy Butler? Because Drew was getting cooked. And I know how good of a defender Drew is, but Jimmy Butler even yelled to him, I own you. He stole his soul in that game. Giannis is the two-time defensive player of the year. Put him on Jimmy Butler yep. and shut his ass down. They asked him, and, and they're like, did you want to guard Jimmy Butler? He said, yes, I did. Mm-hmm. And they said, why didn't Bud make the adjustment? He's like, well, that's all coaching. I listen yep. to the coach. I respect Bud. Well, don't you think, like, you're the MVP of the league. F Bud. Tell him yeah. I'm guarding him. Yeah. You think Jordan's going to let... Uh, I don't know, Clyde Drexler cooked for a full four quarters? No, he's going to tell... Kobe wouldn't have done that either. He's going to tell Phil Jackson, put me on him. Or Gary Payton, or uh, John Stockton, Carl Malone, whoever it was. And so, I think it's time for Bud to go, man. I, I, I just... I do. I think he's a good regular season coach. I think he's really good with these young teams. But, uh... Yeah, that was all coaching. The re- I, you can't be a one seed and lose to an eight. There's reports out there today that one of the veterans, the Rockets, are targeting. Because now they've got Ime Udoka as their new head coach, and he doesn't want to just coach a, bu- coach a bunch of kids. And that's yeah. there's a lot of young talent on that Rockets team, but it's undisciplined. It's uh, they, they got to learn to grow up really fast. Chris Middleton is somebody they're interested in, along with James Harden. That's another one. 
James Harden makes more sense, but Middleton could be available. Now, the question is, if you're the Bucks and you go and make that trade, there are odds for Chris Middleton's next next team, if not the Bucks. Which, here's a shocker for is you. really? Yeah. The Washington Wizards at 3-1 to one are the favorites right now for Chris Middleton. I don't know where that comes from. I don't know why. Don't do that. But the Wizards are the favorite at 3-1. to one. I don't know what Washington sends back in return. I mean... You better not just be, just be sending Bradley Beal, although his stock is completely plummeted now. I, I I'd like that for the Bucks, though. Yeah, that'd be great for the Bucks. That's I'd do that trade if I'm like the Bucks. That's kind of what they need. Yeah, that a would shot be... creator, and that would probably rejuvenate Brad. Here's the thing: if he wants to go play in Milwaukee. I don't Brad's know. clutch numbers are terrible. Beal in the fourth <laughs> yeah. quarter. He he. Early in his career, he was actually really clutch, and then it just plummeted, and it's, he's Wallers, never gone back there. Yeah, yeah. And ever since then, it's been absolutely terrible. So if you need a closer, you don't want Bradley Beal. That's the thing. Then it's your Bulls, seven to two, right? Oh, Plus three fifty. No. Plus 350. Chris Middleton on the Bulls. Oh, God. No. No? No. No. I don't know what the Bulls do, though. I mean, like, you run it back with DeMar and Zach and those guys. Like, you know the result. You're a playing team, an eight seed at best. Lonzo's unfortunately never going to be Lonzo ever again, it doesn't look like. He won't be back next year. We already know. He's having a crazy surgery. No, no, no. No Chris Middleton. Dude, Chris Middleton is a, like, I've always been his biggest defender. He's an all-star. Yep. Really good player. We getting older. And, like, this year he was on a, he missed most of the season, came back. He was on a minutes restriction the entire year. That's the last thing the Bulls need is another dude with injury history. Zach Levine, injury history. Uh, you know, I mean, DeMar DeRozan, not getting any younger. And then Lonzo may never play again. I'm good on Chris Middleton. No maybe, thank you. maybe your Bulls can dump a couple veterans on the Rockets and you get some young players back in return. Yeah, I'd take that. Jalen Green would be the only one I'd want. But they'd be stupid. To I, was, move I was trying to think of like who I actually like. I don't like that Rockets team at all, man. Let me tell you something. When I saw that collection, when they, especially when they got Kevin Porter, I know I was told by somebody when Kevin Porter was still at USC, they were just they were counting down the days for when he left. They just couldn't out of stand him. Yeah. And then the Cavs pushed him out the door so fast. Oh yeah, so man. fast. That's a team right there. It's like a young group of talented players that's used to just doing whatever they want on the court and now suddenly has to fall within a system more, and they don't know what they're doing, mm-hmm. and they don't want to. Yeah. And Jabari Smith is fine, but he's not going to be a number one. I feel good about him still. Yeah, I don't know that it'll be a number one, but, I mean, he's so young, man. And he was a young rookie, too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Lakers, Blazers, Celtics, and Heat are the next teams up for the odds uh, for Middleton, if not the Bucks. But here's the interesting thing. I also have Giannis' odds. If you're if you're interested like for if, next team for next team if not the demand Bucks. a trade he wouldn't demand a trade that's not how he rolls <laughs> he wouldn't maybe yet hey maybe they not could publicly. bounce in the first or second round next year though he might the Heat are the favorites at three to one Golden State plus three fifty Clippers four to one Raptors five Celtics six Knicks seven oh man imagine that man Giannis in the Garden oh, 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 oh. Giannis said that he never would rule out playing for the Bulls that would be great and they would love him in Chicago yeah. the Greek following. Well, he did that GQ I article. Nice things. That GQ article where remember, he, remember, yeah, he was just, like, freaking yeah. out about that. He could, yeah, I mean, he said it for a reason. I think it was probably just to make sure, yeah, I dropped that hint yeah. in Milwaukee. I don't have to stay here forever. You got to keep the pressure on, though. If you're in a mid-market, yeah, smaller market, you got to keep the pressure on because you can't let John Horse get lazy. And, you know, like Milwaukee, they can't do what some of the big market teams do. And they've kind of they've done things right, but they've also made some mistakes, right? We can't blame them for the Bogdanovich thing falling through because that was just a weird thing where Wolves mm-hmm. like tweeted it out too earlier. They were looking to move yeah. Divincenzo and those guys. I think he would have helped, 
a guy that could kind of create his own shot. Not that he's going to go out there and give him 22, but I think he's an upgrade over Grayson Allen. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And that's what they need. They need a two-guard. You can't be giving Javon Carter and Grayson Allen those minutes. Right. And last year, they were rolling out 40-year-old George Hill. Oh, that's right. I mean, they refused to go into the luxury tax a couple of years ago for Malcolm Brogdon, which I get they didn't want to pay Malcolm Brogdon $20 million a year. Mm-hmm. He got overpaid in Indiana. Great role uh, in Boston. But if you're paying somebody $20 million a year, he needs to be your starting point guard. Yep. The only thing, though, they paid Eric Bledsoe, and he clearly wasn't the answer. So then after the Toronto series, or actually the next year, after the bubble year, they move on from him. They bring in Drew. Great move. They win a championship. But, like, look at these role players, man. Nobody has worked out really other than P.J. Tucker, and they didn't bring him back. I do like Bobby Portis, but even today, like Crowder came out, or it was it yesterday, and he's like, I don't know my role here. He's pissed off. He don't want to be there. Um, they couldn't find a role for Christian Wood. They had Christian Wood before anybody else. Did. Yeah, that's right. He was playing for the Herd, their G League team, and every single night he was putting up like 30 and 30. But I, I don't want to rip them for that because it seems like there's something off with Christian Wood. Christian Wood gets moved every very quickly. He, yeah. he, he wears yeah. out his welcome very quickly with organizations. Yeah. But, I mean, they made some good decisions. They made some bad decisions. But you have to hit on, like, everything when you're a smaller team. That's why the Memphis. Grizzlies have been the Memphis Grizzlies. And I know this season was kind of a disaster, but that was because of injuries and off-the-court stuff. Uh, Sam Presti, what they're doing in Oklahoma City, man. Like, you just you can't afford to make bad picks or make boneheaded decisions. Mm-hmm. Unless you're the Lakers or the Knicks, and you're always going to, like, have money. And even them, though. You but, know, I mean, like, the Knicks have struggled for oh, 20 years, man. Hell, like, hell yeah. I mean, we've, we've had our spots. I looked at the—I um, I saw something awesome. Sorry, my headphones keep cutting off. I saw this roster— and it was like Lakers Knicks like six seven years ago. The Knicks made like they had some terrible teams. Oh, they were so bad. Possibly some of the worst teams in NBA history. Some of some just really really bad rosters. I think they're going to win this series against Miami. I know everybody's going to bet Miami because it's Jimmy Butler and he's cooking right now. But this is the other thing that always happens to the Bucks, man. The Bucks, unfortunately, I hate to say this, they're notorious playoff choke artists. Right? They did it against Toronto. They did it in the bubble. Granted, it was the bubble. They did it again this year as a one seed. They lost to an eight. You never see that in the NBA. But it's always like these role players that kill them. Not that Fred Van Vliet's a role player, but he got paid because of the series against the Bucks. Right? Like, it's always just some random dude. Duncan Robinson. Gabe Vincent had like 26 points, hit that big shot. Yep. They were down four yep. with 12 seconds to go. He hits that huge three. Like, they always just allow these, like, no-name dudes to kill him. You got me going down a, a rabbit hole, and I just Googled a random Knicks roster just to see what would show up. The 2009-2010 Knicks. Here's some of the names that were on this roster I think this might point. be the year. I, I'm sure it is. Uh, Earl Barron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There it is. From Memphis. Yeah, Jonathan Bender. Remember Jonathan Bender? I'm about to go on a Jonathan Bender if I don't, yes. win, I don't win a bet here soon. Wilson Chandler was actually good. Eddie Curry was good for like the first couple years, and then yeah, he was horrible problems, again. Though, yeah, yeah uh, Tony Douglas. He was a rookie that year. He actually was a decent backup for them. Chris Duhon, decent backup point guard. Former Dan- Bull, great. Yeah, Danilo Gallinari. He Gall- one of my friends. Really? Chris Duhon did. <laughs> D- Danilo Gallinari. J.R. Giddens. Remember him? Actually, this team's way more talented than the team that I saw. Uh, so I'll probably go back. Oh, but here, <laughs> there's a couple, though, that remember. Darko Milicic was on this roster. Remember Henry Walker from Kansas State? I, I do. High flying. We thought he was going to be the next Larry Johnson. Didn't live up to that at all. Uh, Tracy McGrady was also on this roster. Jared Jeffries. I think it's 2014-15. That's see, dude, that roster sucks. That's actually not as bad as I think it's 2014-15. The year they win, I think 15 games. We got to go over that team. They went you 17 know what? and 65. I'll do it because it's a Jared Friday Fisher at freaking 10:30, and this is way more fun than anything else. <laughs>